This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with T.C. Smythe, board member at KLZR 91.7 FM and the head honcho for all of the music that's happened this summer. We're going to be reviewing the season and also talking about the upcoming High Peaks Music Festival. T.C., thanks for taking a break and coming by. Thank you for giving me a break. (laughs) So, T.C., outline the 2023 season for us. Well, this year KLZR had uh, eight events planned, uh, two of which uh, bookend our entire season. We've got the Second Street Block Party. We hold one on the Memorial Day weekend, and we hold another one on Labor Day weekend. And in the middle of those two shows, we offered five free uh, Summer in the Park shows at our brand new venue uh, down at Summit and Bluff Park. And then, of course, we cap off the season at the tail end always on the second Saturday of September, uh, the High Peaks Music Festival. You mentioned the new venue. What were some of the issues that surfaced as we put those together? Well, we were so spoiled over at the Feed Store Amphitheater for so many years, but we've had to move for a variety of reasons. But we discovered that all we really need to put on a good show is to have access to electricity, uh, have adequate parking, and enough space to accommodate the tickets that you sell. And we learned that we can do without a lot of the things that we had before and yet still put on a really great show. Most of our work these days has to do with providing overhead cover and shade. Uh, So we have the Canopy Crew, which is sort of the hot new volunteer position at KLZR. The shade is mainly for the sun, but this year... Everybody did stay dry during the Rifter show last Saturday, or last Sunday at the at the park, and we had the most wonderful, warm and fuzzy community moment. It was good. We had quite a crowd, and a piece of rain came through, and it cleared out quite a few people. But we still had a hundred people uh, waiting to see if the show would continue, and the Rifters decided to do that, and we uh, squeezed that in. We saw a big cell of rain coming, and said, "Okay, let's call it," and everybody got out except the band. I'm afraid they had to load out in the rain. Uh, But we left the big 20 by 20 canopy over them, so I think everything in the end stayed pretty dry. So what kind of reception did Summer in the Park get with our new venue? I think the audiences are really excited about the new venue, and I think the bands are too, because they see the potential for some pretty amazing press shots. We have them right now up on a, a trailer stage, which if you're a clever photographer, you can aim up a little, cut them off at the knees, and get a great picture. And we had some great acts this year. Uh, Jimmy Stadler from Taos, the Rifters from uh, New Mexico, and uh, Alamosa. Martin Gilmore trio, which is amazing, uh, which is, is great. And also Acoustic Eidolon were there. Uh, they haven't been here for a couple of years, I think. And Smythe and Taylor were in that mix, too. What, Ooh, yeah. what were they doing in there? Oh, I have no idea. So uh, so were there any advantages to uh, the bluff over the last year's venue? I think the bathrooms are a little nicer down at the bluff, to be sure. We have more electricity, more current, uh, several circuits that we have access to. Of course, the view is second to none. Uh, any any venue, Red Rocks would be jealous of our view. There's just, the grass is beautiful. Uh, everything is well-kept. They water it, they mow it. It's, it's all beautiful down there. 
So TC, in any season, glitches appear, problems arise that need to be solved fairly quickly. Give me an example or two. Well, there's always something, and fortunately, the ones we've encountered this season, we've had the expertise on hand uh, to handle. During the spring block party, we had uh, the band We Ain't Dead Yet. They came down from Denver, and they had just bought a shiny new Soundcraft UI 16 soundboard that you run from an iPad. Well, there was a problem. They didn't really know how to operate it. They didn't have a lot of time in on that model. But I happened to own that gear, uh, so it was easy enough uh, to get them back going again. And last week with the Rifters, we were without electricity pretty close to the show, but several solutions appeared, uh, including a rig that you have. Yes, uh, we've acquired recently a a 2,000-watt-hour Uh, solar generator, which is pretty cool because when you're in an area where you can't string power or power fails, you can bring the generator in and run your show. You could run about a a six-hour show off of it, I think. But fortunately, at the, the Summit Park, we had a volunteer who happened to be a docent for the park. He had the key to the locked circuit box that we needed. He opened it up. We got in there, and the show went on. Excellent, and a great show it was. When I think about issues that arise, and I think about your volunteer crew, you've got Eric, you've got Skippy, you've got Kenton. I think those guys could solve most any problem. (laughs) Yeah, we have uh, two contractors and a mechanical engineer. What's not to love? (laughs) So how many volunteers does it take to put on a Summer in the Park show? We can do it with as few as four. Of course, things go a lot faster when we have ten The crew that we had last week, I believe, was uh, seven people on that crew. It took us a a little less than uh, 90 minutes to get 2,500 square feet of shade up. Not bad. Great. And the new 20 by 20 canopies are working out quite well. I think so, too. In fact, as the little 10 by 10 easy-ups fail one by one, we're not going to replace those. But every time we lose four of those to wind or whatever, uh, we're going to purchase another 20 by 20. Uh, that makes sense. Let's talk about High Peaks Music Festival, which is occurring the week that we're airing this show. So it is right around the corner. Start off with when and where. Okay, the when. The festival goes from noon to 5.30 p.m. on Saturday, September 9th of this year. Uh, at noon, we're going to have uh, Susan Gibson come up from Texas to play for us. She has a show at Estes Park that night, so we put her up first. Uh, You're not going to see a fence around the perimeter of the festival. You're going to see a ticket booth, and you're going to see a food wagon, and you're going to see some porta cans off to the right. Uh, We're going to have a human fence, which means we're going to have rovers going around checking for uh, wristbands. And I don't think that's going to be much problem here in West no, Cliff. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, the great thing about not having a fence is it's uh, less work and the views are going to be much better. It's not spoiled by big orange fences, you know, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing the fan photos of the whole event. Please do. If you take photos at this event, post them to our Facebook page. You mentioned Susan Gibson. Uh, She's got a show in Taos the night before, Estes Park, as you said, that evening. She's got time for an hour in Westcliff. And most festivals would not start with a Susan Gibson, who's written written one of the biggest hits of all time in country music. Uh, But besides that, we've got Pennies on the Track. 
We've got Crystal uh, and the Curious. We've got uh, host band Dakota Blonde back this year. It's a strong lineup, and I am thrilled to pieces. Okay, the weather as of right now is looking perfect. I know there's folks out there in Radioland who do not have a ticket yet, and they're saying to themselves, "I got to get a ticket for that event." How would they fix that? Because we have such a large venue this year, there is no danger of us selling it out. I really don't know that we can sell 600 tickets. <laughs> that would be remarkable. So we're not doing the advanced sales that we have done in previous years, but you can get the tickets online at klzr.org. Click on the Events tab. And you can go down to the High Peaks Music Festival link. You can purchase your tickets through PayPal online. Alternately, you can just show up at the gate. It's the same price. We'll issue you a wristband, and you'll be in like Flynn. And let me remind folks, TC said we had eight concerts that we put on. Seven of those were free. So thanks for joining in with us on the High Peaks to help us fund the concert series for the year. One way to help fund the festival is with sponsors. You were really beating the bushes this year. How many sponsors did you end up with? We got 35 yeses, both from new sponsors as well as uh, previous year's sponsors. The money we get from the banners really does make the difference in whether or not the festival is profitable. It is our lone fundraising concert of the year, and it pays for everything else. It pays for not only itself, but the other following summer in the park shows too. So for folks who might want to join in for sponsorship next year, what are the prices of those banners? Out of gratitude for our previous sponsors who've been with us for years and years, we've reduced their banner sponsorship fee from 300 down to $200. But people joining the game for the first time, yeah, we're going to ask you for that $300. But it does get you a two-fit-by-three-fit banner, two free tickets to the festival, as well as a printed program ad. Sounds good. Now, there's folks out there in Radioland who are saying, sure, the music is great, but is there going to be food there? We did get a food vendor. Uh, we struck out with the first six or eight uh, companies we tried to, to enlist because this is such a busy time of year. But we managed to get uh, the company uh, Munchies Managed to come and bring their food wagon down to the parking area in front of Summit Park. And they're going to serve street tacos. And they're also going to serve uh, soft drinks. That sounds good. One more time on the wherefore and the why. The High Peaks Music Festival, our 13th annual, is going to be held at Summit and Bluff Park, which is about at 100 South Adams Street at Maine. The festival is going to run from noon to 5.30 p.m. Susan Gibson, Pennies on the Track, Crystal and the Curious, Dakota Blonde will all be there. Four bands for 30 bucks, and you're going to have a great time. And the weather's going to be perfect. And we do have All Aboard Westcliff reserved in case of rain, but it would have to be serious because the venue is just not quite big enough. Yeah, it would have to be sustained winds of 20 miles an hour or really sustained rain. But if it does have a little shower, we're just going to break for a little bit, shorten the other band sets, and just get back on the wagon. TC, thanks for uh, joining us. Thanks for all the work that you put in this summer uh, to bring the concerts to the community. Oh, it's my pleasure. We've been visiting with T.C. Smythe, board member of KLZR 91.7 FM Radio, and also the head honcho for the summer concerts. My name's Gary. 
We'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. and again on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. I'm walking on a rainbow.